Welcome to the Together Sober Podcast. I am your host, Louise Barnett, former Fortune 100 Global Sales Director turned Jay Shetty Accredited Life Coach. Each week, we will provide you a safe space of guidance, empathy, accountability, and support, helping you to find effortless sobriety and mental peace. You know the whole concept of paying it forward? That's exactly what Hit Subscribe does. It sends a message to the universe, to people who need to hear the lessons and the tools from the Together Sober podcast. Hit subscribe. Welcome back to another episode of the Together Sober podcast, where my mission every single week is to create survival guides out of our collective stories and candid conversations. Today is another solo episode. I have been doing a lot of reflection. I am like, I don't know, somewhere between two and years so two and three years sober. And I've been thinking to myself lately that alcohol really, really is the smallest thing in my life right now. Um, it's just not at the forefront of anything personally. And you know, I've thought to myself, well, I wonder how that happened. How did we get here? So I've identified five different things that I believe are really at the forefront as to how and why I've been able to really quickly navigate out of 20 plus years of drug and alcohol addiction and into truly a life of happiness and fulfillment. I would like everybody not just to find sobriety if that's what you're looking for, but for it to really feel effortless. And I get a lot of slack sometimes. People are like, no, you know, you're fighting till the day you die. Every day's a battle, yada, yada, yada. And I I don't subscribe to that. That's not a belief that I have. I do believe that if we put certain things in place, we will find ourselves at a place where our relationship with alcohol truly is effortless. And the first one's pretty simple. You know, a a lot of the times, I would say probably all of the time, uh, those of us who have struggled or are struggling with alcohol substance abuse, there's a lack of confidence somewhere there. And oftentimes that's kind of one of the root causes amongst other things, trauma, et cetera, why we kind of found ourselves here in the first place. And building confidence, you know, there's confidence coaches, there's there's books written about building confidence. And it's a pretty hot topic because it's so important because it really is foundational. And all it boils down to is literally taking action. It doesn't mean we have to have a whole game plan in place. It doesn't have to mean the action we take is permanent. It doesn't mean that we don't make mistakes and relapse. What it does mean is that in order to build confidence, we must take action. That can be a teeny, teeny, tiny, tiny thing. It can be reducing instead of having, 
you know, two or three or four glasses of wine a night. Cut it back by, by one glass. Have three instead of four. Have two instead of three. These small acts that we instill into our lives compound. It's the compound effect. And so over time, as we start taking these steps of action, one glass turns to two, turns to three in reduction. And every time we take action and accomplish something, we're sending signals to our brain. We're getting that same dopamine hit that we get from alcohol. And we're telling ourselves, damn, I can do this. What risk can you take today? What tiny little thing can you do today just to get you one step closer? If you're still in active addiction, I don't need you to quit tomorrow. I don't need you to quit next week or next month. But I do need you to take some kind of small action to get you closer to where you want to be. That could be writing a letter to yourself. That could just be not going to the liquor store. Something tiny. And keep those tiny things in place and they're going to compound over time and build your confidence. Now, okay, what are some of these action things? That's number two for me. Number two for me is the idea that we can truly push through any trigger using mindfulness. Mindfulness is such a personal journey. There's no one way to do it or one right way to do it. What resonates and works for me might not work for you. But to give you an example of what has worked for me, journaling right from the get-go, right from the very, very start was something for me that just opened up a lot of clarity and started building a lot of confidence within me just to have those conversations with myself. Breathing, meditation. I'm not a big meditator. It's something that I like, I try and try and try. I'm just not there yet. I'm on my journey, man, but I'm just not there yet. But I can tell you that I sit on my couch every morning and do some deep breathing exercises, which is a form of meditation. And starting my day, kind of clearing out my insides is a form of mindfulness. Um, there's been a few episodes where I talk about like truly actually how to get through some of these triggers. Um, and I think it's, it's called push past any trigger with this. I'll have to, I'll have to look for the actual episode number. I can't remember off the top of my head, but it truly is. You're triggered by something. You put your hand on your heart and you breathe. Silence, just sitting in silence, allowing that discomfort to engulf you. Affirmations, starting your day off, telling yourself you're a freaking badass. Gratitude. It's a form of mindfulness that is, you, you can't contest it. It is so powerful. If you start your day with what you're grateful for. 
just magic happens. Take that one action step. Take that one action step of writing in your journal every morning, three things that you're grateful for and do it for two weeks. And tell me how those two weeks are versus what you're doing now. Find your thing. I can't tell you what your thing is. I can only tell you what my thing is. And my thing starts a lot in the morning. That's my number three. Start your morning right. I've got a couple episodes here on morning routines, so I'm not going to tie like too deep in it. But right now, every morning I wake up with a brain dump. I literally just journal whatever's on my mind. Good, bad, ugly, amazing. It doesn't matter. Whatever's on my mind. My nails look pretty today. <laughs> I mean, it literally can be anything. And then I go into my gratefulness and I really talk about the things that I'm grateful for. And what I've noticed after doing this for years is that there are certain things that stay on that list every single day. And that teaches me my values. I'm grateful for my daughter. I'm grateful for my husband. I'm grateful for opportunity. I'm grateful for continuous growth. These are on my list every single day. And it tells me what's important to me, which tells me where I need to put my focus. My morning also starts with affirmations. I come up with a quote every single day, something that I pull out of my head, but something that I really want to sit with me throughout the day. Um, and it, it usually has something to do with something that I'm working on myself. Um, so today I needed to remind myself that I'm just as amazing as I was yesterday, but maybe not quite as badass amazing as I'm going to be tomorrow. That's what I needed to hear for myself. And so I write that five times over and then I say it to myself out loud. And then I breathe, I breathe, I drink my tea, I reflect and this simple practice that takes me like 10 minutes changed my life. Hands down, changed my life. Do what works for you. You don't have to do it every day. I probably miss one or two days a month. That's okay. I think one of the best things that we can do in recovery is acknowledge that there's still gonna be hard days. That just because we're sober doesn't mean that like life doesn't happen. Just means we're better equipped to deal with it. And every day I'm grateful that I don't have alcohol clouding what we deal with on a daily basis right now. We're having a lot of challenges at home um, behaviorally with my daughter, we're kind of going down the whole ADHD train and uh, it sucks. It's really hard. Every day we have some kind of breakdown or really kind of hard event. And every day I am so grateful that I have put in the work over the past two and a half years so that I can show up as the best version of me and the best mom that I can possibly be. Remember why you do all of this. This hard stuff really makes us stronger in the end.
big thing that I don't hear talked a lot about is this idea of talking about it. One of my really core beliefs when I started this podcast was that it is absolutely critically important that we talk about it. Bringing things to light heals. You know, Brene Brown talks a lot about this, right? You got to bring your shame to light. And so by talking about it and having these conversations, whether it's with yourself, with your partner, with your therapist, with your coach, with your communities, together sober, you know, Facebook community, talking about it doesn't fix everything. I never said that. It does accelerate positive change. When we can surround ourselves by like-minded people or people who can just listen, it's going to accelerate change. And I have been fortunate in my life that I have been exposed to some kind of therapy since the age of 14. That's always been part of my life, on and off, but it's always been part of my life. I've always valued it. I've always understood the importance of it. And as a result, as a sober adult, it's a huge part of my life. So I have, I'm down to every other week uh, with my psychologist. And then every week I have neurofeedback, which is another opportunity for talk therapy. Um, I've given myself the platform of this podcast to talk about it. And sometimes just be really honest and raw with you guys. My husband, God bless him, uh, does a lot of listening and he's always there. And the communities that I'm involved in, I obviously work for Jay Shetty. So I'm surrounded by some amazing coaches there as well as my community through the Together Sober Facebook page and other sober communities have helped immensely. This is not designed to be done alone. And I think it's important to acknowledge that your role in these different places and communities can change and evolve. So for many of us, it starts off as being the active listener and observer. That's where we feel comfortable. That's okay. And then you might make your first post or you might share your first story. It's an evolution, but talking about it heals. When you heal, you can build confidence. When you build confidence, you can navigate through any trigger or hard time. And you'll have the strength to start your days off right. These are among many other things, the five things that have, I think, propelled and really expedited my path to recovery. Take action, even if it's tiny. Do something every day to take action closer to your goal. Start your morning right. A lot of this is practicing mindfulness exercises so that you can push past any trigger with mindfulness. Acknowledge that there's going to be hard days. Sit in them. Those are never going to go away. Doesn't matter how many years sober you are. The hard days are always going to be there. It's just how you know how to handle them now. And talk about it. 
talk, 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 talk. That might start with you journaling. That's a form of talking. That's a form of getting it out. But there is value to making that connection, whether it's in a community with an individual. Talk about it. You deserve it. You're worth it. It's a little mini bite-sized one for you today together, sober listeners. You'll hear from me next week with another story. If you're still listening right now, I'm going to assume that you really liked this episode. And if that's the case, can you please go ahead and rate and review the Together Sober podcast? What this does is organically puts the podcast into more listeners' ears, thus creating more lasting and effortless sobriety and mental peace for others.